0: Hi, I'm Liam O'Rourke, and this Thanksgiving, I'm thankful I ain't Ricky Rude.
1: I'm Old Man Jones, and thanks to the miracles of modern medicine, that little blue pill means I can literally now go as long as Brock Lesnar.
0: I'm G. John Chase, and let's be honest, there's only one match we all really want to talk about. The entrances, the dynamics, the audience participation, it's Ty Dinja versus Bobby Roode. Ten.
2: I'm Keanu Rock, and I can't promise I'm not going to offend anyone today. In fact, I can't even promise I'm going to try not to offend anyone today. But I do promise I'll try to try, but there's no guarantees.
3: And I'm Luke Edwards, and the future of wrestling is looking pretty bright for me after I managed to get myself three free months of the WWE Network. The WWE loves me, the guy who thinks their current product is pretty fucking shit, more than they love you, the loyal fans. The first thing I did after clicking resubscribe was to set no less than three reminders on my phone to cancel. This is the panel for episode
4: 105 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio, and you can hear us talk about NXT TakeOver, Survivor Series, and beyond... next. Glorious Hello everyone and welcome to episode 105 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Liam O'Rourke alongside... Carl Jones.
1: I have nothing interesting to say.
4: G. John Jace. Ten! Kieran O'Rourke. Nerd. And Luke Edwards. What's that on my phone? Cancel on the... Okay, I got it. (laughs) And we are back this week... Talk about the uh, hottest topic of the week, of course, that is NXT Takeover Toronto, the 2016 Survivor Series, and beyond, as we're going to talk about here today. All the events uh, of the past week. Five people around the Oaken table. It's been a while, fellas. Good to see you all back with us today. We might as well get to it now. First of all, we're going to go in chronological order here. So many issues to talk about, and of course, we're going to kind of uh, again a bit of a state of the WWE address in itself, I suppose, as we talk about things. Have done a, a Better a, one than they did. Yeah, absolutely. Haven't done a current events uh, episode in a while here, fellas, so it's good to talk about things uh, in the current landscape. And of course, we also have your comments about these two shows to get through throughout the course of the show as well. We're going to kick it off first with, of course, chronologically speaking, NXT TakeOver Toronto. Uh, a very uh, interesting, exciting show. I thought I was actually very, very happy with the show and it uh, all played out. We kicked off with the glorious Bobby Roode and a rather fantastic entrance here going up against Ty Dillinger, the uh, perfect 10. So uh, I'm going to throw this one out to, to the, the general table here for any open comments. What's everyone's thoughts about this match?
0: Obviously, the fact that it was in Toronto obviously helped with the first two guys that came out. The entrance for Bobby Roode was just freaking money, to be honest. There's this guy, and, and he's not the only one that's in NXT. There's a couple other names that are obvious, where the the person's like, he's already ready to go. Like, the package is ready to be, like, brought up. Uh Sophie's Choice with me on this one, because, like, whilst I recognize, like, oh, you know, these guys need to be in a better place, I'm also kind of, like, worried about them being called up because you look at everyone else has mm. been called a up in NXT this on year. Around the internet. Yeah, it's it's absolutely atrocious. So like I'm kind of scared at the same time that I that they are being booked well in NXT, but it's absolutely atrocious here. At the same time, Sami Zayn says hi. Sami Zayn says hi. Exactly. And and the American Alpha as well. I'm impressed he got enough TV time yeah. to say hi. Good good yeah. good. Bit, good bit. But um yeah. I thought it was a really good entertaining opening match. Uh obviously the crowd ob- uh, the the audience participation helped as well. And I thought it was um I thought it was a very kind of uh, key, strong match for Ty as well, because he'd been very much the kind of role of the jobber and so on. I don't know he's losing again in this, but I thought he looked a lot better in this match, being put with someone like Bobby Roode, as opposed to just doing uh, jobs to the Tyler Breezes or whatever, you know, people that went on to nothing. I think him being in the ring with Bobby Roode really elevated him uh, as well, because uh, I was a lot more intrigued in the action. Uh, this time with Ty and uh, I think there's a lot more depending on what they do with him from now if he just ends up going back into like a feud and he's just feuding with like nobody then it was all for nothing but if they can can try and like capitalise on this at least uh, I know obviously the the momentum stems from the crowd participation but I think there's a lot to him I think a lot more more recently he's kind of been showcased by him in this match and I'd like to see uh, what they do with him next
3: Bobby Roode is money (laughs) I mean in an era where you've got You know, as great as Kevin Owens is, I fucking love Kevin Owens. You know, he's your champion. He's the guy who's walking around with a belt, with a you know probably a t-shirt and an open jacket, that kind of thing. Bobby Roode needs a belt on his shoulder to complete the look. Yeah. Because I don't care what title you give, he elevates that title. He could have a lovely Intercontinental US run, anything like that, easily right now, and elevate the title because. There is something about... Well, everything he is projecting in this particular glorious role is that of an old-time champion. Mm. Um, and that's perfect. That's what they need right now. They haven't got anyone who exudes this level of mm. superstardom. Old-school superstardom. And I love to see it. Now, I don't really... I, I got nothing against um Tidimji, but... This isn't really a fair match to judge him on Given the crowd and given a lot of the other circumstances There was a lot of There were some neat nice little spots I loved. I thought the comedy stuff was well balanced With the rest of the match Which I always appreciate so This gimmick, this gear, this entrance This guy is a champion Just without a belt Fuck the crowd This is going to be a recurring theme throughout the show I feel
2: Fuck you Toronto <laughs> <laughs> Come on First of all Ty Dillinger It's not over Fuck you if you think he is, including if you're Dave Meltzer. I'm not sold on him one bit. People like the chant, and they feel smarky, whatever it is, and doing it in a fucking, for a ten count, is not only annoying, you're ruining the fucking match for everyone else trying to watch it, you dickheads. (laughs) Get over yourselves, drop the chant.
1: I'd just like to start by saying I wholeheartedly endorse... Uh, Luke's comments there when it comes to Bobby Roode um, <laughs> it, it, it is very much the, the manner in which he carries himself that does screen champion Seth Rollins take note yes um, when it comes to Ty Dillinger I'm probably going to be a, ironic enough I'm probably going to be the more nuanced person around the table I disagree with G in, in his, that's, that's in his, in his that's a fucking shocking. No, 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 no in, in as in as much as I don't think there's more to come from Ty Dillinger. I, I think I think this is his peak. I think this is this is as good as you will get out of Ty Dillinger. And I think Bobby Roode to his credit gave him plenty of the rub during the match. You know, not not for nothing I think that was that was quite selfless on Roode's part. The crowd grated on me. Um, but uh, but that, that not so much on this night it had more to do with the following night which uh, we'll, we'll get to a perfectly enjoyable opener I think there is a, a use for a Ty Dillinger on the main roster oh, really? don't get me wrong I'm not putting a belt on him or anything like that but there's, there's I think there's a role he could fulfil there and I think off the back of this show he will be called up to the main roster before anyone else who wrestled that night Yeah, don't get me wrong Dan, I didn't mean he's not going to get called up oh no 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 I'm not not saying I'm I'm, I'm just saying that and and maybe in in a sense it, it goes back to Luke's point that it's kind of an indictment of the way in which they call up their talent that you look at the names on that card and Tide Ninja should not be the first name that you pick from there to be called it, but I, I think he probably will be.
2: Yeah, cool. I' are gonna get the little kind of sandow over, but it won't mean anything. That's yeah, mm-hmm. that's the level. Where it, it's gonna stick. Around. Just
0: random card, random card. I can understand if people don't don't see much in Tide Ninja. I'm not saying like I'm, I think he's gonna be like a main event or anything, but I agree with you. As in, I think he, I think he. Has a place on the he's roster. Found the spot. Yeah, I think he's found a spot. I think he's in the mid card somewhere. You know, I think he could probably challenge for titles, though not be a champion. But I'd like to see what else they could do with him. It, it, they might turn around and it might turn out to be nothing. And it's like, okay, well now I know. But I just I've seen too much of them not doing anything with him. and I'm like, well, I'll just give the guy a chance at least.
2: Unless the Spinal Tap boys reunite for like one skit where they say they take it to eleven. I don't give a <laughs> shit about seeing Ty Dillinger on TV ever. I so just, say,
3: I feel like they've got a whole bunch of Ty Dillingers, but they've only got one Bobby Roode. I mean, you know what? They've got a load of people who yeah. interchangeably switch around with Ty Dillinger.
1: We're talking about the notion of he could be called up to the mid card. Well, it's a company full of mid carders. Yeah. Yeah. So watch, yeah. so, and watch so, them
4: bring him up as a baby face, thinking that the ten thing's over, and then they'll yeah. figure out what does he do <laughs> as, that makes him special as a baby face and then they'll just be slightly in that Zack Ryder spot mm. anyway moving quickly along because we have a lot of matters to discuss today uh, TM61 another match that I'm sure you're a fan of Carl against oh, yeah. the, the Authors of Pain in the Dusty Roads
0: Tag Team Classic what are your thoughts? Um, first off did any of you pick up on the fact that this match the stipulation that they added to the match was basically to sell a toy because it was, it was I- kind of hard
1: not to <laughs> when the graphic appeared on screen on more than one occasion <laughs>
0: When you look at other NXT shows, you know, and you have Baron Corbin matches on there. Yeah, exactly. I I think this match was a lot better than those Baron Corbin matches. Um, But to say the least, um, it was still the weakest one in comparison. But, I mean, like, yeah, there's some nice little spots in there, and the right team went over for them, obviously, to build them up and so on. But the only thing that I actually hated about this show was that cage.
1: Let's look at it in this context. The previous year's final had Samoa Joe and Finn Balor in it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, well I I believe it was actually Rhino and Baron Corbin but at least at least of the four there's two good people in there that (laughs) that cannot be said
3: big Rhino fan here big (laughs) Rhino fan
1: that cannot be said for this match and I think if if the cage is your biggest problem with it you're probably not looking hard enough (laughs) we've got two guys who were dull as dishwater in the two Aussies, you know, they, they threw a few flips in there, they tried, Miller, they, they tried to kill themselves, they did have Ellering interfere in a few matches, the, the the indictment was that they didn't emphasise it enough during those matches, yeah. but yes, the, the cage stipulation was overblown, but again, I think we're getting sidetracked from the fact that that's not the biggest issue, it's the teams involved, and for the two that look like fat Delo Browns, I mean, just from a... A booking standpoint, even if you're trying to book those two as monsters, mm-hmm. oh, they, were, they were they yeah. were. It was horrible yeah. They were slamming them all over the all over the shop. This, this idea of an imposing size wasn't brought into the match. Yeah. There was no psychology yeah. whatsoever. It's an indictment of the tournament as a whole, yeah. which was quite.
3: you need more beer if that's what you're going to call it I'm
1: I'm being restrained for when we get to Survivor Series because rest assured me and Big Dave do not agree on that show (laughs) Um, easily the weakest match on the card Mm. I think even throwing in the Corbin analogy is a failure because it requires grading on such a curve it's illogical. Cool. I, they were press slamming yes. the big yeah, guy. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, These are not
3: monsters. Yeah.
0: It did kind of great on me when I saw them pick them up and they're just doing whatever with them. Well, it's just like. Well, my brother
3: leaned over to me when those two guys did the press slam slam thing yeah. and goes, that looks like it should be the finisher for the other two blokes. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. buy that as a finish for them. Yeah.
0: I'm not completely sold on TM61 just yet. I mean, it's. um.
2: I am the fucking <laughs> <shit>. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. There's a major indictment we're missing though, which is if I if I've ever learned one thing in wrestling and there's an argument that I haven't, but if I have, mm-hmm. it's that if you're in a gimmick match you work the gimmick yeah. and there was nothing to this no, see, that had yeah, anything to do
0: with yeah, that case. Yeah, because you see what the problem was, because they didn't they had a part of the toy, but it didn't have the whole toy
1: because they're supposed to be catapults. This is not some convoluted Episode of, f- of board game of mouse trap, whatever the, f- <laughs> <laughs> the analogy is, right here. <laughs> so maybe someone around the table has a better idea than me. On, based on what you've read, something like that. The chain. Yeah. Did they? Did they fuck up? Did they, I want someone to tell me? The that, thing is, no, I, I want someone to tell me. There's only one correct answer here, in my eyes. Yeah. They screwed up, and the chain wasn't supposed to fly halfway yeah. down the aisle because if they didn't screw up, and that was the, that was supposed to be the finish what the fuck was the point
0: how I thought at the time was that he was supposed to lose the chain but he he wasn't supposed to like throw it into the third row the mistake was he fricking tried to yeah. nut a kid yeah. with it because he's
1: a useless fucking lump
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you use the use you know you just get these mutated token razor you know so, <laughs> the children! That's a reference for teenage Yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm glad you got it. Right, yeah. okay. the, There's there like two other people in there.
4: Let's move on to a tag team match that's probably going to get a lot more positivity than that yeah. last one just did. We're talking about uh, DIY, uh, Chamber and Gargano against the Revival. Uh, yeah, this is, I it was a fantastic. This match. was an awesome match. Oh, I
2: love DIY. DIY is a shit name. Yeah. but... <laughs>
1: Isn't it just dude? Gagano
2: is a fucking phenomenal baby face. I yes. love the guy. You just want to give him a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, and I like Champa too. Um again revival just the psychology of their matches are usually good, that yeah, they'll interplay. Um yeah, it's really good stuff. a lo-
4: lovely throwback to like old Midnight yeah. Express matches Arn and Tully, which is obviously the teams they modeling themselves after. But uh yeah, it's the the nature of the drought 3 4s match. Tends to kind of be a little bit shaky at times. I thought they nailed this. I thought this was so good. Yeah. But you get that many near falls and that much mileage in the third fall. And granted, it's, yeah. it's a particular type of crowd that you can get away with that kind of stuff in front of. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I do not have enough good things to say about this match.
1: I think it's a testament to how good the match was that whilst I was watching it and there was there was one, I can't remember the near fall name, but just me saying, I, I I'm was i sort thinking. Shit, this crowd is so worked up now. And that wasn't the finish. They're gonna die now. They're gonna they're gonna die yeah, now and, yeah. and, and and testament to them they didn't. Uh Gargano is an is an excellent baby face and the sympathy he will get when Tommaso Ciampa finally turns on him yes. which hopefully will be you know a I long, no, I'm not a long w- that, ho- a team. No no hopefully for now hopefully some. Like, I'm 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 working with what we've got in the, in the notion of they are going to split them up. I ex- I've already accepted they will split mm, them up. Yeah, I just hope that it's quite a long way down the road. Um, as for the Revival, I think the Tully and Arne comparison is, is the highest praise I can give them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying they're on that level yet by any means, but um, but the the similarities are, are something I, I really get a kick out of, a really old-school southern wrestling may I say tag team yeah. which, the best which, acts on
4: this show so far the Ric Flair yeah. tribute act oh. and the Tully
1: and Arn tribute act absolutely I will wholeheartedly, oh wholeheartedly agree Tully totally um, and Arn
2: isn't it On and on.
1: <laughs> that being said a, a, again you have that concern of if they ever call the revival because I'm not entirely mm. convinced they ever will because of their look which, which is a shame but if they were to call them up i think they'd be treated just as badly as alpha if mm. not possibly mm. worse
0: score the point for me because of the one of the um the false finishers i think it's going to be the one that that car was referencing that, that genuinely got me it's when um the revival tried to do diy's finisher mm. fuck up there's the miscommunication and then diy hit the shatter machine yeah. on them and i generally sat up Uh, from the sofa just thinking that's the finish that's a great finish and they kick out Hmm. and that popped me because I just well, I wasn't expecting it, I generally thought that was the finish and then I, then I was out on my seat thinking, right, well how the fuck's the finish then? What were they going to do? Because I thought that was fantastic in itself and they were getting me to that fever pitch and you know, I, I still like the finish as, in the end, you know, the old classic kind of like the two heels trying to stop each other from tapping and in the end they both tap at the same time Gargano I really like, um, I'm kind of almost on the other side to Kieran I was like, I, I really like Gargano but I like see something in Champa. And though I don't want them to break up too soon. I think it's definitely a long run with them as the tag champs. I am anticipating the time where he does turn on him. Because I think when they do, and if they build it up in the right way, I think it could be fantastic. Because Gargano will get the sympathy so easily. Like, he won't even have to do anything, really. But the Revival, uh, I think I've probably gone over this review before, uh, Liam. But um, they're, they're for me and my tag team of the year so far. Okay, And it's because these guys... I know it's the, the the on and on tag team. Of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna like that kind of homage. But um, so far, in terms of the big matches, these, this tag team has delivered every single step of the way. Whether it was uh, Roadblock against uh, Endzone Cass, in which they actually had the best match on the card, through to their uh, series with um, uh, American Alpha, and now through to this, these guys every major match they absolutely pull it out and they're putting on some of the best tag team wrestling. Uh, it's a shame they haven't got that one little thing that which is basically a manager, manager a manager to talk to them but other than that these guys are my tag team yeah that's absolutely fantastic and this match was brilliant
1: maybe not so much dash wilder but
3: i, I think dawson's a good enough talker i, I don't think they need a manager yeah, I, I
1: agree
3: um i would not only agree with a lot of uh, what's been said around the table um i will probably sound like a madman in saying this but uh, a lot of wrestling is a is a personal preference thing but Dawson might be my favourite individual wrestler under WWE contract right now oh, really is he appeals I might be there with you. he appeals and so much to everything other guy, I love about wrestling guy, the
2: other guy is so fucking lucky he's messing yes. <laughs> <there's> nothing <laughs> about him yeah, it's so
3: but yeah. uh, it's the the so many little things yeah. Dawson does every single yeah. match so I'll give you one of them I absolutely yeah, love doing on. this match and, and it's it was, very good it's
4: the layout of the, uh, of the whole Thing, but obviously they're getting the heat on Gargano and, and Gargano's doing the thing where he's dip, dipping and diving, ducking and diving to try and get to mm. uh, to, to on the outside, and Dash is like in the corner. No, Dawson's is in the corner, and he's off trying to go underneath the legs of a, of, of a of Dash, and meanwhile Dawson scoots around. <laughs> so he blocks, he blocks his way off and it's just like yes, that
3: was yes. so
0: good it's like perfect love he's, that de- he's definitely yeah. the uh, the kind of leader of that team you can just see like yes. there's definitely like a, I mean, a, a I, brain on those I, yeah, uh, shoulders there,
3: there is a ceiling to what a guy like him is going to be able to do but yeah. I can easily see him potentially being my favourite guy on the roster for mm. years to come <laughs> because I believe that every match no matter how pointless the match is because he's going to get booked in a lot of shitty pointless matches in yeah. his career he is going to make them fucking entertaining yeah. he's like the first roll up right at the start of the match he gets rolled up he walks around for a good two minutes yeah. and you see him go through um, anger denial he goes through the whole stages of grief as <laughs> just, because he's been rolled up for a two count it yeah. was
4: amazing work but this <laughs> is the thing though you kind of wonder what's next because I, I, I do fear
0: match I,
4: I yeah well maybe but I, I also I just think if they sp- I don't want them to split up because I want them to be on the main roster doing this act. If they if you, you just teleported
0: this to oh, SmackDown,
4: I'd be happy yeah. as a clam. And then stick American Alpha in there too. Moving along now to the next match. It is the NXT Women's Championship As Asuka the undefeated Asuka. Uh went against Mickey James
0: and got the Duke. People's thoughts about uh Mickey James and Asuka I'm a massive fan of Mickey James, so like uh I was really interested in this match. And, you know, fair play to him. I thought it was a really solid match. I thought the the, the chemistry was pretty good. Uh, like, uh, Mickie James, like, I'm assuming that she's still been working on and off, but I don't think she's been quite as consistent. Uh, I think she's been doing, like, different projects. So I was quite having impressed. Having children. Having children as well. Um, being hardcore country as well, I'm sure. You know, she didn't really show uh, much ring rust at all. And I like the chemistry between them. Ask her, I I just think she's fantastic. The one thing that I really think is key, and... I don't know whether they're, they're doing it too much at the moment but like they're trying to do this thing where they're trying to make her talk she's actually one of the few people that I don't want to hear talk and I think will actually benefit her if she doesn't I really wouldn't try because I don't think her character needs doesn't add anything. it doesn't add anything yeah. because the rest of it because her expressions are fantastic in the way she moves uh, just a real joy and I got this feeling that she's going to be one of these ones that is stuck in NXT oh, yeah and I think it's a fucking crime I understand why they want to do it because they think that she can come in and um, help, uh, help elevate people but I think you could hire someone else to do that I don't know Gail Kim or whatever you can hire someone else to do that role I think Asuka's too good and too different to the rest of the roster they have up on the main roster to have her just in NXT mm-hmm. I think they should be calling her up two things I want to bring up about this match one I hate the finish I, I liked I thought
4: the execution of the finish with the whole you know she got her in the Askelok and she rolls forward and she rolls through could have had some drama to it yeah, felt like they it rushed it the, through
0: the crowd kind of, uh, uh, yeah,
4: it rushed it through and then just the, I think she tapped too soon it just you know, she kind of got her face down on the ground and can't see her face she's just kind of holding her in what looks like a chin lock doesn't look like she got the move in and then she just quits very kind of uh, okay solid match but again this is the one where it the crowd with a 10 chance annoyed me on the floor when uh, Mickey, t- Mickey took a bump on the floor and it's like that should have been a dramatic tense moment and the crowd's too busy doing the tense stuff to give a shit and it's like you're actually not really you don't care about this match do you well i think
1: the, the reason there's an issue with the build-up and that there's no story to it is that it wasn't originally supposed to be mickey james yeah, it was supposed to be trish till she got pregnant it was a a, a solid match i'm, I'm not going to go overboard with it i've seen better um, it probably suffered a little bit following on from the tag match I, th- I think that didn't help it. Uh, the the crowd were fucking obnoxious. <laughs> I, I the the ten chant pisses me off. One that also pisses me off, in addition to this is awesome, which we've uh, litigated it's in boring, the past, boring, yeah, is the whole one fall during the ring yeah. interruption. <laughs> that really grates on me as well. That's um, why?
4: That's, that's, that's not the least offensive one to me. That's, okay, that's playing along with the announcer. Oh, do, yeah. do, do you a little participation aside? That's fine.
1: That's like, like no, well, cause it's, no, cause it's it because it, 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 to me it, it's a it's a sign of intent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sign oh, of that intent. Makes guilty. It's a sign of intent from the audience. You know exactly what they're going to start doing. The, the two of them worked really hard. I don't know there's much I can say because it was just a match aimed at further establishing the fact that no one can beat Oscar. I mean, and and in that in that sort of spirit, it served its purpose uh, very well. All that aside, she does scare me. <laughs> she scares me quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like crazy woman from a Japanese horror film, kind of frightening. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, but yeah. She's going
3: to come out of your TV. She?
2: she probably needs to be healed then because I do not feel she's over as a face. Ever she's since she's she beat face. Bailey, she's the crowd's face. changed. Well, they've ill She's kinda of like Jeez. she's getting there. She's not full
3: blown heel. She hasn't done any heel diabolical act yet. This is exactly what bothered me watching because I don't get the chance to watch NXT week to week though. Now I have three months of the network. Maybe I will, <laughs> but I've noticed consistently with these ask matches, is I I don't. There's never really a very strong face heel dynamic in her matches yeah. at all. Yeah, and many- coming into it with very little knowledge of the background. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling for a lot of these matches both sort of faces but neither of them were particularly playing to the crowd once again neither of them were being particularly heelish they were just they were wrestling and that's fine in some circumstance but it felt really weird to me I think part of the problem is sort
1: of trying to have a face dynamic for for Asuka contradicts the sort of the overarching story that they're trying to tell which is she's unstoppable she's unbeatable you know No one stands a chance, and when you when you have that sort of theme, Hmm. it's very difficult then to try and garner any sort of sympathy or any or or any sort of um, empathy or anything in that regard is is not going to
3: work because you you've portrayed her as as a monster. Well, I might also note though, one thing that is confusing to me is that. While she is being sort of portrayed as unstoppable, it's not following like the Goldberg method. It's not loads of squashes that I'm seeing at these big shows that I'm watching. It's long back-and-forth matches that she wins.
4: Moving along to the main event of NXT TakeOver, it is, of course, my boy Shinsuke Nakamura against Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship. New champ, two-time champ, Samoa Joe. Uh, people's thoughts on this match. I did like this one more than the uh, the first yes. uh, that they had back at SummerSlam weekend, but a uh, very enjoyable match. I really liked this a lot. Mm. A little surprised by the outcome,
1: yeah.
0: but uh, yeah, I, I thought very well done. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I thought it was definitely better than the first one. Um, this feud is kind of coming along quite nicely I think it is kind of getting better as opposed to say the Finn Balor Samoa Joe feud which just felt like it dragged in places start the middle and the end yeah start the middle and the end but yeah I think there's going to be a third one but yeah I was absolutely surprised by the finish I wasn't quite expecting that Nakamura's absolutely great but I want to talk about how fucking awesome Joe is (laughs) and just how good he is uh, in this role as a heel at the moment because I was like along with probably a lot of people I was a massive mark of Joe in like 2003, 2004, that time period when the Wrestling Channel was around and I was getting the chance to watch those lovely TNA weekly pay-per-views but also the uh, the a lot of Ring of Honour stuff and and then TNA happened. And it was just, like, for years it was absolutely crushing to see someone who was so great, had such potential, used so badly. You know, that whole run when you he had... you want to talk about Joe? It could yeah, be anybody. Yeah, well, well, yeah, obviously, but, but with Joe, like, it really hurt, because he had that, like, that barcode of a penis on his face, and, um, and doing all that shit, and he just got, he wearing a massive nappy, and he just gets getting fatter and fatter and fatter, and it was just absolutely <laughs> tragic to see. And so when he, like, signed up with um, NXT, I was kind of, like, a bit um ah about it. I thought it was like, oh, this is really good. There's a po- possibility, like, if they can motivate him he could be great again even though i don't think he hit the ground running in nxt i think he came like the apart from the first time he he came out and the crowd reacted really well to him i think it's been a slow build to him kind of getting steam but as of like with this feud with nakamura joe's back in my eyes like you just see like he's definitely motivated he's kind of passionate what he's doing you can see he's enjoying himself also from a physical standpoint he seems for joe really fit he seems like he seems trimmer than he's been in freaking years definitely around that TNA mm. period he needed to win if they're going to do a third match which I believe they're going yeah, to yeah. he needed to win otherwise there would have been no third match
1: I love Nakamura and I was surprised by the uh, by the results of the match not not really thinking about whether or not they were going to do a, a, a rubber match or anything like that but um
4: I, I mean, gotta cut you off. I was so giddily excited when I, when I saw him win because I immediately made the presumption, ah, he might be coming up. No. Idiot. No. <laughs> How foolish I was that oh, this man, yeah. one of the best wrestlers in the world.
3: Fucking, oh,
1: Liam, it's, it's, it's the hope that kills you. Yeah, it's the hope yeah. that kills you. I was almost giddy with the excitement just for the fact that Joe won. I literally jumped out the seat. When Joe won, arms aloft, like I'd achieved
3: something,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I'd personally done something, First time other than other call. than sit there and eat pizza and drink beer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that isn't it was
1: it was the Bobby Ruder side. It was the real glorious moment of the night because Samoa Joe, for the better part now of well, the, the last sort of four or five weeks in particular, going back even further than that, but but folks in particular on those last few weeks, he has been wonderful on nxt every week he has been the best heel in the company do you you agree oh without question going around killing a bunch of no marks headbutting dan math whoever the fuck he is (laughs) just laying waste to people (laughs) and then screaming into that microphone bringing down his own table for the contract (laughs) signing oh see that's why my reaction
2: was opposite of yours oh fuck that means joe's not getting brought up yeah uh, well, there's no way, yeah. There's no way Nakamura. So. Nah, I know. Yeah, just, 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 uh, just, crestfall.
4: I was actually very interested to see the way that they did. Obviously, the, the finish screams rematch. The talk is that it's going to be no soccer because they're doing the uh, the network special there, yeah, and yeah, Nakamura was cool, going to be obviously getting the belt back there. I would assume, one would assume. But
3: uh, Luke, your thoughts? I am now prepared to get shouted down. Not only did I not care for this match on several levels. I have found Nakamura to be consistently disappointing since he debuted in the WWE. Uh, Well, No, no, I haven't been on the show since I've had any chance to talk about this. Now, I've seen Nakamura matches in Japan, and I like them. Here's my problem. Um, What I've seen is a pattern starting to emerge in what a Nakamura match is, as far as NXT is concerned. This match, I started to get legitimately pissed off for the first time in a while, because can't tell me no one noticed that he just stopped fucking selling the leg like five minutes into the match totally stopped selling that fucking leg don't even try to defend it because they brought it back for the finish and he sold it for two seconds at the finish and then lost in a move that had nothing to do with the fucking leg he never changed his offense he kept doing kicks even though his leg was supposed to be injured all i know granted this is only coming from the promo package but all this promo package is talking about this injury in his neck and that wasn't touched on in the fucking match at all I couldn't wrap my head around it. Worse than that is the commentary is trying to sell it that um, literally, verbatim, Nakamura is a, a rabid beast or a rabid animal, they say at one point, right after he does his lazy forehead to the chest on Joe. Now, granted, Joe doesn't fucking sell that at all. It pushes him off. It's fucking great. But Nakamura's supposed to be on his fucking blood feud here, and he's doing his zany shit. I got really pissed off because if this, if there was ever a chance so far for Nakamura to stop being so laid back, this was it. This is supposed to be something that was really pushing it and crazy and the, the announcers are selling it like that and as I say Nakamura is still doing his shit. and that's great shit but it does not play into what the point of this match was and it wasn't it was just the Nakamura Joe match and Don't get me wrong. I thought Joe was fucking fantastic. Everything Joe does is still great. He is a great heel. But everybody's saying how much they fucking love this match. And between what the announcers were saying, what they were doing in the ring, what Joe was doing versus what Nakamura was seemingly supposed to be doing, it should have been something different, and it just wasn't.
2: I do think he's gonna really struggle when he gets brought up. Yeah, Nakamura. Yeah, I just, on a week on a, on a weekly basis, he gets monster pops in in you know certain hotbeds. I think on a weekly basis, especially if he's on SmackDown, oh yeah, his matches are going to be some difficult watches for fans like yourself, like me. Yeah.
4: By the way, I just want to say, in in, in, to to address Luke's point there, because I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I thought the exact same thing, and I thought as soon as he started doing his comebacks, like I guarantee everybody's going to point out (laughs) the fact that he didn't sell that leg right there because he didn't.
3: Uh, The the, the counter would be, I guess, if there is a counter to
4: this, it's the argument that. It didn't diminish the crowd's emotion in the match because they they were super into it by the finish. It's
3: something I think everyone around this table noticed, but you were, you just kind of gloss over these things, and it's pissing me off that like um, like I think Meltzer mentions it for one line and then just continues. Mm. And but for me, it was it, it is such a troubling point as a person enjoyment.
4: Like I said, I enjoyed it more than the uh, the previous one, which I thought was a little bit flatter than I uh, had expected going in. Pure match again. The, the
0: crowd didn't didn't notice it enough for, mm. to uh, take away the uh, enjoyment for me. But if you, if you think he's on a downward slope, then I think he's probably been on a downward slope for years because I have noticed he's been had a tendency to not sell things. Uh, back oh, in he's Japan done it for. Well. Yeah, he's been yeah. doing it for freaking years. But it's different in Japan to some extent. Uh, moving along now because we have a whole other show to talk about, Ugh, and it
4: is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the thing because this show is going to produce a lot of polarizing thoughts. I think this is the one I'm actually more. I don't excited. know. I don't know if you can get as polarizing. As <laughs> no, no, no. Old I, old 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 I think old old it will. Of Nakamura. <laughs> I think this
2: is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> just for the record, honestly, the only match I really enjoyed on that NXT show was the tag match. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I wasn't. I can
3: agree.
2: I didn't hate the main event like Luke did but I was kind of a bit a little bit underwhelmed I was... uh,
4: moving on to Survivor Series of course uh, the, the, the show that's going to generate a lot of uh, interesting polarising opinions I'm sure around this Oaken table and did online and we'll get to that so we're kicking it off with uh, the women's uh, Raw vs Smackdown the, the, the fantasy warfare comes to life is the theme of the show of course here gentlemen Raw vs Smackdown we've had four months to get ready for it are you ready for
0: this? <laughs> I had issues which I'll go into later about like the, the pacing of the show and, and the match order as well I didn't think this should have gone on first yeah, this, this wasn't, this wasn't a good match. Um, no. by any stretch. And no. I had, I had. I oh, had, God, no. Yeah. I, there's, what it, is it? Um, I'm trying not to sound like Kieran here, here. What is it with women and multi, 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 multi women matches? I,
1: I don't think it's an issue of multi women matches here. I mm. think, I think you're trying to be too kind here. Well, let's, I am fa- let's face it. The, the fact is, outside of two, maybe three of them, the rest are an absolute shower of shite. Yeah. <laughs> it's a revolution I, in the same way that, you know, the, the battleship potent kin revolution. <laughs> I I in, the same <laughs> in the same way that Tiananmen Square changed China. It didn't. You know, they're all out there. In, in the same way the tag teams are later in the show, Looking like a shit fucking netball side in their coloured bibs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's all a load of bollocks. And gold defence. <laughs> and ultimately, let, let's not kid ourselves. One of one of the reasons I'm convinced Oscar won't get called up is because she's different. I I do think when it comes to Vince McMahon and his mindset, I think there may be some relevance to it. He will <laughs> There's an old
3: story with Gail Kim we could bring up well, right about now. Well no, uh, but. Yes.
1: but one of the points I was going to make about Aska is, she's not stick thin, is she? She's not washboard thin. She just looks no. like a, she's a, a normal woman's build. And not that that's an indictment by any means. Not They're not good in the ring. They most of them can't talk. They clearly have problems interacting with the crowd. They they can't wing it. I just don't. I, I don't really think there's anything more that needs to be said. <laughs> how about how about to share? To fucking share. <laughs> how, how about the? And no one's going to remember this around
4: the table the single worst double DDT oh, oh yeah yeah since, I remember since I remember, John Cena and Bobby it. Lashley tried on the big because, show 10 years ago yeah because ago. you
0: just hear the guy Ugh, <laughs> like that yeah it's just the, the, the match itself I don't well whoever I don't look okay <laughs> right the matches in NXT are kind of slightly better you know we kind of argued over the Asker match already but Usually they're kind of like better kind of planned out. I don't know if it's a completely different team. That's I'm assuming it's yeah, a different team between them. Whoever's booking these matches, uh planning these matches with them is 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 atrocious because there, there is fun, something fundament, fundamentally uh, wrong about them. Because as as I stated to, you, what is it about these women in, on multi matches? You you went into the the one on ones, but they they have had some good one on ones here and there. The but, sa- yeah,
1: the, the same two people, yeah, same, two same people at
0: the two moment. People. Yeah, so far the team has been given a chance, but and it's just that, as you said the DDT was just obviously the most blatant obviously missed time yeah but, but those 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 loads of missed times loads of missteps. it also wasn't just in this match as well there was loads later on which I'll get into but I, I just I just from the beginning then one I, I didn't like the fact that this match was on first I thought that probably the tag team should have been on first Yeah, I
1: agree I, I, with I,
0: I, and just and, and just like the weird thing one thing that kind of got to me and of all the things I'm sure there's like you know uh, you'll probably laugh at this from from my perspective but the, the Ni- Nikki Bella being taken out Okay, they do a storyline at the beginning. She gets taken out. You don't know who. So Natalia takes over from her. So you, so I'm there kind of watching this thinking, okay, so I'm assuming the storyline might go that SmackDown actually going to win. Somehow with Natalia helping with the win, I know I'm thinking too much into it, Carl. No, with no, me,
1: I'm thinking more in the notion of what on earth made you think that, given the track record of this company and having oh, people losing their hometown well, slash home country if they're well, a foreigner.
0: Why did they have her in the match like that? Why did they do that? I, I know, give, she's Canadian, give him an ounce. Yeah, you know, but it was the just team wasn't the team it was it, supposed to. But mean. straight away that grated on me, and then as you said, like the the order in which they eliminated the fluffs in in there and. Uh, Nia Jack looked like fucking Bull McCarno with that makeup on. It was just and the way they it's the only way she looked like Bull McConnell Yeah. yeah and, a, and 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 the way she was eliminated was just was just she taps. So like, well, okay, that's supposed to be your monster woman and the vision, she just fucking taps freely. Okay, she's Sasha gets pinned in the middle. Yeah, Sasha gets pinned away. by Natalia, just thrown away. And um <clears throat> just from beginning to end, I, I personally would have had like I think I probably still would have had Warwin in, but I would have booked it slightly differently to try and make like SmackDown at least look good. This this was my general issue with the entire pay per view is uh most of the time just SmackDown looked so blatantly second tier as as this company's always wanted it to be, and just this is just a sore point for me. I don't know about you guys, but I wanted to see them try and do something with SmackDown to try and make them look equal, and they just never did.
3: You know, one of the things that really stood out for me during this match was I mean as it was with NXT you had a period where you had several women who were capable of wrestling each other and you could cycle through that a bit but when you get into the main roster you've got to insert them into this thing where you've got the women from the slightly earlier period and really that's just the same thing we had back when you know Trish and Mickey James put on a good match but you had the rest of the women's division. You had the Tory Wilsons and the Stacey Keebles who were great to look at, but they couldn't wrestle a fucking lick. And you've pretty much got the same thing now. I mean, I, I guess technically, the- but hard. that yeah. absolutely. But the thing is, like, so if you have this women's revolution, great. But you need an entire division of those people, and they don't have that. They brought up four specifically horse women, um, yeah. but and but you've inserted them with all these other ones, and they're going to have to wrestle them, and those yeah. ones are no hopers done is you have ins- injected this women's resol- revolution concept into this cesspool and it's just diluted itself out
0: I don't think it's helped sorry, I don't think it's helped by the fact that they've, they've split up the division I think that's, yeah, yeah. that didn't help I think if, if, oh, it, if I was, it, they kept ugh. it just one division I think the fact that they split them up is what's kind of damaged it because as you said it's diluted it twice over in the shit
2: the only positive I'll give this match over the other Survivor Series matches, is that at the end of it, at, at the conclusion of the match, at least we had something coming out of it yeah. that was relevant to anything in the world. Yeah. Because I'm sure, shit, not a lot, not a lot else happened in these Survivor Series matches, which I'm sure we'll come on to in a second. Yeah. Um, but the Bailey Charlotte stuff served a purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. was something.
4: Moving along now to the Intercontinental title match uh, The Smackdown uh, representative The Miz against Sami Zayn Uh, Thoughts about this match gentlemen Because there's probably not as much to say about this And uh, one other title match on the show As there is about the other matches on this show Uh, So brief succinct thoughts I thought this was decent enough I thought Miz has been pretty great lately uh, As a character And this was certainly a decent little match Didn't like the finish
2: Yeah I enjoyed the match Uh, Yeah, Sami's great I like Miz in the role The finish was what it was Irrelevant match. They go their separate ways now, and let's forget it ever happened. Probably. Yeah.
1: yeah it was. Yeah. It was. It was a fine match with a obviously an incredibly gimmicky ending. But we shouldn't be surprised. It's Survivor Series. It's in Canada. We should have expected something like that at some point. Uh, Miz has been. You know, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a Miz fan. I've made that point clear more than once. But he's done very well in the role, and 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 this match was fine. I think. The, the only glaring thing for me is it shows, not that it was ever in doubt really, but it shows just how much Sami Zayn has tapered off since the end of the Owens feud. That he's now just a vehicle for for, but well, effectively a nothing match on the pay per view, and it's sort of emphasised the following night on Raw with the stuff he does with Strowman.
0: I quite like I quite like the Miz. I like what he's been doing at the moment. Uh, I think he's been quite effective in in the role he's been playing. I like Sami Zayn too didn't like this match um, nothing necessarily wrong with it from fundamentals but I just I didn't care I didn't care about it because it came across exactly basically how they booked it which is like what's the point it was just two guys to put them on there I just I just felt with these two in this match it was just like I and no, at no moment during it did I believe Zayn was going to win I thought it's just like no and the same way with, uh, with Kendrick later on I thought there's no way they're, t- they're moving the titles over um, so, why should I give a shit? I can't say that I thought I knew the finish. I'm not going to say that I knew the finish because
4: I, I honestly thought, well, what's the point? And obviously, that's what it's going to come down to. What's the point of the step? And it's just one of those things. where And this is why people talk about too much when you you have to come up with steps to try and create fake, false drama. Yeah. And it was absolute fake, false drama, and, and it, it felt like there was no emotion in the crowd. They didn't give a shit. Who, who, who again? they have done this brand extension performance, and they want to get people to come up with the belts, and there's going to be like some monumental well, shift. This isn't like it's fucking Medusa care?
1: taking the belt to <laughs> WCW. You know what I mean? It's it's the issue, not just with this match, but with with the the show as a whole. The sort of the theme, the premise about the brands and fighting for superiority there's just there's something rotten at the core of the show Mm. which i which i which 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 i feel we can really emphasize when we get to uh the um
3: the single elimination raw versus smackdown match it it, it is it is the right show to do this whole split brand thing survivor series is the right one to do it on but they needed to leave it for a year Yes, you know what I mean I, it, obviously we all know that the proximity to the draft is, is way too close I, the idea of having Survivor Series as your, the brands can fight each other's show it's the absolute logical one to do it with
2: didn't think it was too early to do it my problem is the whole fucking show was it it should have been one match if it's gonna, if it's special and something's on the line, it, it wasn't the rim originally? It was in like three. three draft picks. Yeah. Rumor, yeah, so it's something tangible. It didn't even get the bragging rights trophy. Not even the fucking cup, man.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and this, this this obviously ties into the next match on the show, the uh, tag team Survivor Series match. And what a rogues gallery we got walking down the aisle for this one. The apparently Zubaz Spaz is being called <laughs> <laughs> Mojo Roll. He made his way into this match. <laughs>
1: Oh fucking Mojo Rona! How oh, I mean, did
4: you like that dance to the corner? Of the <laughs> the oh, what the fuck was that? I thought he was
1: having a
2: seizure. seizure still still. <laughs> Have you seen him do these wacky dances before? Yeah. 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 Girl, it's like, okay. just <laughs> that comes back to so being booed out of the bill <laughs> <the> wanker.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Again, it's 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 a bunch of people looking at like another shit netball team on either side, and in, in much the same way that. It completely exposes the lack of depth in the women's match. Boy did this shine a light on that tag division. Not that it's not that it's a shock to any of us round the table that these tag divisions were lacking depth, but it just really you know, it hammers the point home. When you look at some of the people on these things fucking Breezango both dressed as the same person from the village people
4: and you know what they're getting a raw deal with this whole yeah, they, they, they should thought, be doing more yeah.
2: it's the first time I saw it I thought that's, that's money <laughs> they, they,
1: they
4: <laughs> are wasted they are. Know, I am so disgusted with how much they've been wasted on Smackdown they could be a really funny really? little card kind of tag team
1: but again you've been given no reason to care about them prior to oh, no. so, you've got, you've got uh, fucking hype bros and uh, as I've said before when you are so insufferable I hate you more than when, you know, you're stood next to Zack Ryder, yeah. and I find you more insufferable <laughs> is. than Zack I mean. Ryder, that's, that, you know, that is a problem. <laughs> Mojo O'Reilly should be the poster child for either twin beds, or celibacy. To be clear, ladies and gentlemen, he's on the coffee, this guy's sobering up. You don't need Planned Parenthood. You just need Mojo Rowley's face. That's all you need. Look, uh, the Heath
4: Slater thing had
1: some momentum. Go with it. Yeah.
4: But how much does the do you want to push the novelty act on SmackDown? We got Ellsworth already now. Yeah. So just get the belts off. him. <laughs> right, they've done nothing since they won them anyway.
0: Yeah. Don't get me wrong. The He's got the kids whole, chant. Did, the did whole, crack me up. The, the whole, the whole, the whole division on SmackDown. Just to, the, just to say that. Um, <clears throat> I agree with you on on the Fandango. And Breeze, I was shocked when I was actually, I was generally shocked when they got eliminated that quickly because I do actually like them. I think they should be given a chance. Um, Usos, I actually quite fond of of, the heel toe. I think it's quite good. Um, Slater and Rhino, I understood at first why they put the belts on them. Explain that to me. At first, at first, because they, from from, from the the eyes of the WWE, right, Slater had a little bit of momentum, so they thought, let's get behind that. The fact that they're still champions now yeah. is ma- is where the massive problem is. Even, even Slater... So should the next yeah, season. yeah. Slater, even, Slater should be used in like on his own um, facing other people,
1: but not but in his it, but, but even so, the momentum, in inverted commas I'll use for Slater, is that he was a loser. So you don't need to put the tag belt on to emphasise that momentum. He was a loser. You can have him lose in the final to the Usos. You've then also got the notion that American Alpha are now buddies with you, Usos, at yeah. least for a couple of nights. It seems, oh, yeah. But yeah. because of the brand yeah. and commitment to the brand, th- which I'll get which I'll get onto in the other match. Bro, I, I think that's like where bro- the real bro- problem like, problem it's, is. But it's not even just SmackDown where there is an issue. <laughs> Look at Raw. I am <laughs> so sick to death of Enzo Amore. <laughs> I am so Aww. pig sick of this man, yeah. Colin Castillo You know Vince has got a hard on for. Is equally terrible. <laughs> the tag divisions are a complete <laughs> fucking farce. That's why I don't talk about just, current events very um, often, um, folks. Just, just to emphasise the point, one tag division has copper belts, the other has silver.
2: Just yeah, the book of the eliminations. And it, Luke, while you're on your on no selling kick, how about Cesaro after the Usos break his leg and his, strap on their submission for an hour mm. or so? Yeah. And then doing his laps and just being yeah. fucking
3: phenomenal. It's amazing, isn't it? Quick thought though is is one the actual the, the actual booking of the match itself. I thought was passable. Yeah. it didn't piss me off. Are uh, you absolutely right? That whoa, exposed whoa. The... one thing that yeah. really really pissed no. me off. So I oh, no,
4: really I didn't mind the idea of bringing it down to two teams and doing the dramatic near falls of them. I liked that it got to that point because one of the things that I was worried about was them not doing that and then just really just fucking making one side look better than the other. I hated that American Alpha got. Just fucking wiped mm-hmm. out the scene. I mean, yeah, they got That's the, where the problem is. They got a little bit of shine, but they got the American Alpha has been so poorly handled since they've come up. It's just been depressing. And I and I and I don't want to hear this shit about oh they're saving for mania because they're dying to they the uh, the casual fans dead. right well, now.
1: They're, they're 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 dying on their ass. And I we're gonna pop to the hardcore. I that's I, it. I would have been genuinely upset were it not for the fact that they've been treated this poorly since the start. So yeah. you know, it's it's not that I don't care about them. But I, I can I can see why no one else would and I wasn't remotely surprised at, at the way that they were eliminated I was, I was actually surprised that Cesaro got the Duke mm-hmm. just just because of how yeah. he's usually booked in this company
0: I, I, it, I think that's where the <clears throat> from the Smackdown side I think that was the fundamental problem with me uh, beyond just not giving Breeze Anger a chance it was that early elimination of American Alpha because I thought surely they're going to be the last two even more so of the champions and so that, from a SmackDown perspective, like, took me out of the match. They are just wasting these guys. They came in, like, pretty hot for an NXT tag team to come back to come up as the main roster, and they've done zero things with them. And I agree with you now. Like, I I, understood, I understand that's what they're aiming for. They want to do it at Mania, but I agree with you. They're dying out there. And you could tell by, like, the reaction to them. The reaction isn't great anymore. As you said, it was the hardcores.
1: I have a big fucking problem. With your with your tag team chumps being Get eliminated so quickly, yeah, that, that is real mm. horseshit.
2: By who? By who? The Usos. And, and what have they done on SmackDown? Fuck all. They didn't. They lose to Alpha, and,
4: uh, yeah, and Heath Slater and Rhino. Well, and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, What's there, the fuck, yeah, yeah I, it, it was a mishmash. <laughs> but the one thing that uh, I'm going to throw this to Luke here <laughs> for his thoughts on this with Alpha. I'm guessing the reason they got them out the way they, they did was because they wanted, obviously, if the if the finishers Cesaro and Sheamus are the ones getting the Duke and Raws going over. They don't want Alpha in there at the end to be the baby faces losing to risk the fact that it's not going to be the desired finish. Whereas the Usos, you know. Absolutely. let them that, lose earlier, though. That can, Get them out of the way, that's the way they think. Get them out fair, of the way. Fair, fair so the they, yeah, because you, you, you get them out of the way in the loss so that they don't lose when it matters yeah. it seems in the end yeah. the Usos are the heels they can afford to lose it Is their perspective mm-hmm. moving now to another prestigious title match on this show it is the Brian Kendrick against Kalisto I will say that I quite enjoyed the Brian Kendrick video that preceded the match
1: yeah,
4: yeah, what a fan no, I'm not hearing enough people talking about that it's kind of yeah. been, been yeah. past them and no one's, I barely I said that I thought that video was yeah.
1: awesome it was awesome but it begs the question where the fuck was that six weeks ago <laughs> yeah
4: it does <laughs> doesn't it it's, it's the whole
1: Kendrick idea of right. the
2: cheap thrills and all that it's stuff. Just, yeah, look, Kendrick's great, but first of all, even having it, having him in that division, I didn't like him being in the tournament. No, I love his character. I love his delivery. So it he different. would have been
4: great if he came along in three, four months. As a spoiler,
2: yeah, 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 absolutely. You, you want to start at hot which obviously they've killed anyway. But even. Uh, he needs to be a sp- you need to get it over before, he's a spo- before the film's a spoiler and you, yeah. you
3: have to set the precedent so he can subvert it you have to have this is what the crew's wait to till- and this is the guy who's going to come along and fuck it all up for you yeah. and he's not going to deliver what you want that is great after all the sympathy he got for losing the match with the Bushy and Daniel
4: Bryan and all that goodwill if they'd have kept him out of the scene oh, and neglected him yes. and not brought him back even though they were going to in the long run it would have been a nice little thing to fuck with the fans to say to ah, oh, damn it they didn't bring Kendrick back but at least it would have given some validity to the whole this is my last chance he didn't get it and then when he finally does get brought back he fucks his way to victory and ruins the whole division that would have been that would have been great Kalista versus Kendrick as a match was it was there and then Baron Corbin came in there's very little else to say
0: yeah I think I think the only thing that was to say you've already mentioned it was that video package which uh, WWE always does really well uh, it's it's literally everything I said about Miz Sami Zayn wash repeat yeah um with the I, less crowd heat. Yeah, less crowd heat. Uh, no one gives a shit. That, like, the Miz, Sami Zayn was tepid. This one, no one really gives a shit. And I, I do quite like Brian Kendrick. I like the idea behind it, but I agree with you guys, In they've completely screwed the pooch. The match, uh, beyond just like, oh, they did a Spanish fly to the outside. That's nice. From someone who was such a fan of the
2: cruiserweight classic this has been such a freaking come down great segue so they've WCW'd it yeah absolutely totally wcw yeah. it in every yeah. single way yeah. they homogenised the in ring style to theirs they didn't bring up sign the actual stars of the tourney and they're not letting them wrestle the way they need to wrestle mm. uh, but fair play to them creating this the show is a good move because hopefully they're trying to refire yeah. the momentum yeah. behind it so the underground mm. nerds like us. <laughs> like <laughs> it again. So at least they are trying to rectify it and they have acknowledged the problem. But yeah, Jesus Christ, throwing making.
1: Get the belt on Rich Swan.
0: I don't know about you guys, but uh, this this is just a general feeling. I don't know, I'm not saying I'm agreeing with this, but my general feeling is uh the one guy I see that they might actually utilise and try and make something of I think Cedric Alexander.
2: Yeah, Cedric Says. He'll be tagging with Rich Swan.
4: Uh so anyway, moving along now to The main Survivor Series match on this show, it is again, Raw vs. Smackdown, which brand is the best, Uh, apparently, AJ Styles, um, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, uh, Dean Ambrose and Shane McMahon against Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, who's apparently the uh, world champion, Uh, no he's (laughs) the universal universal champion, champion. Chris Chris Jericho and the the (laughs) Strowman, the Strowman, so, I've, I've been hearing a lot of vitriolic uh, opinions about this match from you fellas throughout the course of this evening, and I was surprised with how much negative feedback there was on some of the forms. About the show overall, there were some people who hated this show. I don't have nearly the animosity towards this show that a lot of others do, and I think a lot of it stems from obviously much we're about to talk about afterwards. But this also, in terms of being a long match, that a lot of people just did not like. I <laughs> thought I, th- I did like it, I thought the ebb and flow was really good. <laughs>
2: It didn't drag, so first of all, but it didn't drag until when did Shane get actually get knocked out? Yeah, know, yeah. Years, Fell apart for a bit then, but didn't drag time-wise for me. I just again I hate the champions going out. The champ, the booking of the eliminations, uh, I just it's just like I've come to it at some kind of carnival and they put on this show for me. Forget about it; it's like a high show because nothing's relevant. It's mm. I just hated
3: That's, it. I'd actually very slightly disagree because I I, I didn't hate the match um, and honestly I, I, the match, I, I was surprised as to how long it was really? in the sense of it didn't feel that long when I was watching it. There were threads through this match unlike the women's match where nothing mattered until the thing at the end there were little threads in this match which I liked. I liked the the, the Strowman uh, Ellswood thing um, yeah. that, that was really neat that was a great way to use him without overusing him I like Braun Braun reminds me Braun going into this match all I couldn't I couldn't get out of my head is and this is my memory so it might not be fully accurate haven't we met <laughs> <laughs> might not be fully accurate but wasn't there some kind of superhero series which had Mike Knox where Sean super kicked him out and walked away going who was that yeah. who was that guy I kind of hope Braun would get that treatment that's my thoughts on Braun. but anyway Ellsworth that was nice there was um, a little bit of uh, Randy Orton stepping in the way at the end to take the uh, thing that was interesting that was actually progression of oh so Randy Orton isn't faking this bullshit there are little three threads here. It wasn't a match where the ending led to something directly. It was a match where all the little storylines had a momentary thread. Like the well booked rumbles. It it had a little bit. But Jesus Shane, stop throwing punches I,
1: I I I will concede the point about about the threads to storylines and I think that was a, that was a useful touch. I'll at least accept the elimination of Owens in the sense of he wasn't pinned. So in terms of your treatment of the champion, the old Zeus DQ. it is. It's 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 kind of bullshit, really, when you look <laughs> at. It. But but at least he wasn't pinned at the moment. I think Owens needs a bit of help because he is he is coming off as the lackey to Jericho in my view, quite frankly. <laughs> Jericho <laughs> How is about that that Jer- yeah. Jericho's absolutely.
4: It's Canada, but it's it's been happening regularly. On yeah,
1: Jericho is absolutely the star of that tandem. That's what
4: you come fucking walking out to. <laughs> <laughs> dastardly man that he is oh,
1: Jericho's individual performances have, have generally been wonderful but it did feel like it dragged to me, I, I thought there were there were lulls in the match um, the, the Shane one is the obvious one and I'm 100% on board with you though in terms of Shane McMahon I did not want him in the match nothing I saw during the match convinced me I was wrong about my doubts about him being in the match his punches if anything are getting worse if that's possible and they were pretty fucking hideous to begin with um, any sort of superhuman resilience that would kill off ninety so percent of the roster he got the fuck really, out. really yeah. <laughs> don't come back. Shane, that's it, that's it. Really, hey, he
3: kicked out, man. Yeah. He's not fucking <laughs>
1: resilient. I made this point. I can't remember if it was last week or, or the, the podcast full right. The way the McMahons can do to to main eventers what most of the roster can't do, <laughs> if there even are that many main eventers really on a roster anymore. The disconnect is this notion of getting us to care about the brand. And one thing we haven't talked about too much on this show is the commentary, and the okay. commentary was fucking insufferable. <laughs> oh, J JBL, sweet Jesus! Did
4: you hear his call cool at the end of the? Match. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He, was, he forgot which brand anybody, he was supposed to be on. anybody else catch that? When, when, yeah. when the
1: final pin goes down, JBL goes, <laughs> Raw wins! Raw wins! And then he quickly tries to cover it by saying, yeah. Raw wins is what everybody wanted to say, but <laughs> smacked <laughs> live as well. Oh, just, yeah. Um, the, 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 commentary, <laughs> the commentary throughout on this night... You know, they just kept changing it around. They didn't ingratiate themselves to me, let's put it that way. <laughs> Bringing it back to the brand, and I, I, I disagree with Kieran in the sense of, I do think it's too soon. Um... I don't think Survivor Series is the show where, you, where it necessarily makes sense to do it I think for me it's Mania is, is the show where it's I too possibly soon, do it
2: too, too soon for what though because no one's ever going to care versus Smackdown versus Raw because no one can shit about a brand
1: so it, it they've got a year to try to make it I think though they, 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 yeah they never that's impossible I'm, 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 stop, stop I'm, being so pessimistic I'm I'm not going to say you're wrong you're, you're probably right there were a chance of Let's Go Smackdown yeah Yeah, I was against 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 Reigns though. When did that emphasis on let's go SmackDown" come out? Roman was out there. There you go. And there we come back to Roman Reigns. Super babyface. Super (laughs) babyface. He's not over anywhere. They can't blame it on Canada. People just don't like him. And frankly, I don't blame them. He's not remotely likeable. I've I've seen his his media appearances away from the company. I don't find him particularly likeable in that setting either. I'll get to Bray Wyatt for a moment here. The Eater of Worlds, Mr. Anti-Establishment, going to tear everything down. Loyalty to the brand. <laughs> Loyalty to the brand. I've got my Smackdown t-shirt tucked
4: into my tights. There's a Shield reunion. How did that tickle everybody around the table? The uh, the Ambrose Rollins Reigns reunion. Uh, oh.
2: <laughs> 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 They're just cool again now.
1: Yeah, no heat there. No,
2: no, no, no moment, nothing. No, no, Dean's not. A bit of a, bit of a
1: sideways look, a quick nod. Of course, the commentators are pissed off because what's Dean Ambrose doing? Think about the brand! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Damn it, <is> it? <laughs> <laughs> Before, and I want to
4: give special mention to so that horrific bumper AJ Styles was forced to take from Braun Strowman. Oh, fuck. Well, I almost thought he was going to oh, die. die. Oh, I, I thought he was going to die. <laughs> I was pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> the, the,
2: the, th- the thing, like, when you mentioned, like, with... Uh, yeah! with- <laughs> Music. <laughs> when,
0: when you mentioned, like, with with the pacing and the song, because we, we go over the individual spots, but it just seemed like, I, I don't know what it was, because I, I, when, I did watch it a second time, and I enjoyed it a little bit more, but still saw the same problems. I think, like, just being tired, and just wanted it to be over, probably didn't help my enjoyment of the match, and then the second time, actually be more content with what the time was there were so many mistakes and missed times that you couldn't like you can't just like forget about it most of them were around shane uh you mentioned about his punches there was a lot of missed times with him and the lion's soul or uh, like yeah there was also a little bit from jericho as well jericho and forgot his
2: way on a couple of occasions yeah
0: a couple occasions oh, i love the guys his- and i don't know whether it was they didn't plan anything Right, They they, do, they knew when everyone was being eliminated and they planned certain spots like the shield spot and so on, but everything else they just wanked it. Or they did plan the hour and they completely forgot. Because throughout the match you can constantly see where the miscommunication was and the genuine look, uh, particularly on, uh, there's, there's, uh, um, on Reigns and Grey Wire and so on, and you can see it, the camera actually focuses on these guys at certain points when they are not in character talking to each other. You can see the look in Reigns' face at certain points um, after about the ten minute mark, where Reigns is looking like what what what's going on? They look completely clueless out there. The only people that I thought came out of it looking pretty good because they stayed on top of this was AJ Styles because he's literally phenomenal, and I'd say actually Seth Rollins as well. I thought he actually did a good job. The the way people were eliminated, the champions were both eliminated. Um, little moments like oh it's like Kevin Owens is is now facing AJ Styles. Well, we have never seen this before. No, they wrestled on SmackDown about five months ago. I remember still. I have a good memory. The Randy Orton. Part with him being for, uh, like on par with Bray, I actually found distracting in a bad way. Okay, now I understand because the entire match I was expecting Orton to turn at any moment, and in particular when it was only Bray and Randy and then Reigns left, I was like, okay, this is it. Randy's going to turn around, RKO him, he's going to screw the brand, right? But mainly to screw Bray. Not and the brand? I know, and, and Reigns is going to win. Right? Like, I was expecting it the entire match. I just couldn't believe that he was working with him because the storyline has been so like eh. I was just thinking, this is when they're going to do it. And it actually, that little moment, is obviously they're trying to create like a oh, little tension here. Like, is he going to turn? It was just distracting me too much. I actually enjoyed it the second time more because I knew he didn't turn on him. And so it was like, okay, now there's a little bit of intrigue here now because it looks like he might actually be with the group for the foreseeable future. And I don't like it's, it's like an undercurrent because you already got enough. You already got AJ. And Dean Bickering with Shane as like the referee, you've already got like Seth and Reigns, which is like, yeah, that's got too cosy, way too fucking quickly. Mm. When you mentioned it with the the Shield moment, did really, did
4: you remember the fact that they've actually done this once before? This tease, they did a four way, I think, with Orton. Yeah, and they did the exact same yeah. spot where they all yeah. get the, the same idea at the same time, and then Seth yeah. as the heel yeah. puts fist in, they, yeah. they, they, they because, the face the thing, just punches yeah. in the face. Absolutely, it's like. It's again, it's that
0: meaningless thing, and it, yeah. sh- it shouldn't be something that's meaningless. And, and and that's what annoys it. And me about, and, that. I, and, I, and I hate it because I, I do, I do think I, I would like to see the Shield together again. I think there's certainly money in it, I and mean, you can see by the crowd reaction, they certainly want it. But when they, they do. I want them to do it in the right way. I want them to come back in, in, for the right reasons, right? To counter someone that's been, uh, another group that's been more powerful than, than they ever were. And they're coming back together to try and take them out. Not for a cheap pop. Yeah, yeah. Not for a cheap pop. Not in these little bits and dabs like, oh, you remember this guy? Remember this guy? No. Don't fucking mention it at all. Then bring them back. Then I'll pop. All these little, little pops you're going to give is slightly chipping away at that eventual pop when they do do it.
3: Running vaguely off uh, a little point. G made there about stuff palming the match and one thing which I noticed in this match but also way back in, in the, uh, the revival um, DIY match is the exact same thing in both which is that there's a lot going on at the same time but this WWE cutting style is so damaging to your sense of ring awareness, to your sense of where everyone is at any given moment, because they are cutting so fast. And, and they're, um, I, I, I I'm a fucking film student, I can't remember the phrase where you're cutting from opposite sides at various points, which you, crossing the, line. crossing the line, which you don't do in film, but they have a tendency of doing. And you, suddenly a guy who was on the right is now on the left. And you don't do that in films, it's very confusing. And they do it, all the time. I had problems with that in the DIY um, uh, revival match because obviously there was a huge amount of fast-paced action and they were still cutting on every fucking strike and that is really, really hard to follow if they're going to do 100 fucking strikes in a row. And like I say, this match, 10 people, loads and loads of things going on. They booked it so everything that was important was going to be caught on camera but you never had a bigger sense of the match. You never had this huge sense of, uh, of where everybody was. You had the sense of this is a small thing that is happening right now. And so what this match was was a, a series of small visionettes between these things happening with no big sense of brand versus brand. That was my big problem is, is, is you've you didn't seem to have any sense of trying to create a war. You know war games where they just zoom out and let you see this fucking carnage going on. That these two things are clashing. In this it was just little. Everything was small and petty. But they, I, I
1: will say they, they did try and touch upon that a few times with the, with the standoff. Which they'd yeah, also done in the tag match, by the way. And the, the problem way, is, yeah. they'd, oh, already, they'd already done it in the tag match, and they'd already done it in the women's match, so by that point, it'd already become redundant. Too. Yeah. The
4: thing, too, about the, 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 uh, the small things you mentioned there, it's, as opposed to the war games, it's the bipolar of trying to tell so many stories in one match, I as opposed just, to war games way, yeah. where you've got two teams, there's one agenda that they're trying to get over, which is yeah. war, hatred, and, let's and just watch it all go down. And right? the least
2: relevant thing was the outcome of the match. Yeah.
0: Precisely. And, and also, more importantly, there's a babyface team and as a heel team, yeah. you know who to cheer for, who to boo. And it's
4: hard enough in this modern landscape where the fans are, are trying to outsmart themselves half the time, yeah. where, and where, where, where our baby faces are being booed unmercifully, where our heels are the biggest baby faces on the show in Owens and Jericho. Yeah. It's just completely ridiculous. And, and to try and mix and match and tell all these stories. The thing is, I'm. Mean, this is sound like a very negative rant about this match. As a sit-back, stand-alone... Watch. I didn't. I like I said. I didn't hate it. I thought, okay, this is going from point to point to point. It's enjoyable. It's nothing that I'm going to remember as a great match in in six months. Don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah, breaking down the floors, there are many. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Main event time. Brock Lesnar. This will be great. Bill Goldberg. And what I want to do, very quickly, around the table, gentlemen, for or against the way this went. Four. Four. Split.
0: Oh, that's not the oh, word. <laughs>
4: absolutely four oh. four the divergence of reaction to this with time has been very interesting initially and I, yeah, yeah, I, we always scour the forums on this, uh, on this here podcast you know, the UK fan forum pro wrestling only TPWW the f the FOW board Death Valley Driver always looking for these different opinions to get a wider sense of what people think <clears throat> and the initial gut reaction at, but in the moment, was people vociferously hating? What a shower of shit! This is what the fuck are they doing? They've thrown away the Lesnar, the Lesnar, you know, the importance of the, breaking the streak, all for an old man in Goldberg. Blah 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 blah. And then with time, people are saying that was pretty goddamn
2: good as a way to, to get it to the was next step. Perfect. And the, I understand probably what the argument is against. I haven't read anything, but if you think this was a bad idea you're booking in your head in a fantasy and not reality because the reality of the situation is this is a great idea and it was perfectly done okay before before we get to more gee you were split i i said to you because
0: i i mean i am literally split on it because I, I felt i felt both sides of the story my my initial reaction to it was i liked it okay um I'd, i had the shock moment i never thought i was going to have like a shock reaction after I saw Brock end the streak, I never thought that was going to happen. I'm not saying it's quite up there, but it's it close. Was, no, it, was, it, was, it was very close. No, 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 I was, see.
1: Just before you, just before you, you get into get into the uh, the weeds of it here, G. Mm-hmm. Um, to to Liam's remarks before, and sort of the the changing in reaction or the, or the mellowing, maybe we'll we'll say in people's reactions. I think this is much like the streak, in that there are no. there are yeah, people yeah. who are aghast, yeah. appalled by it. Yeah. Uh, I was quite quite conflicted initially about, about the ending of the streak, <laughs> but over time, I think you, you'll see it will all make perfect sense in the long run. First, it kind of
0: rectifies all the fucking, well, not completely, but it rectifies some of the mistakes they made on his first run. It's like, okay, they kind of learnt something then. I was like, two, okay, that's it how you. Th- it, was like, it was like, yeah, it took them 12 years and no, they've never been that quick at things. It was like, okay, first off, that's how you book Goldberg then following on from that it was just like you've got to reheat this guy because even though it's like oh there's an aura to him because he used to be this guy yeah that's the definitive word used to be okay 12 years ago so you need to kind of retell this story not only to the fans who already know about him but to the fans who don't and it's like him just going out and beating a Heath Slater or Zack Ryder will mean shit ah that's nice it's a bit like when Sting came back it's like whatever it doesn't mean anything if you want to get money out of him he has to beat a somebody and there was only two names that you could really do it was like Cena and Brock but the problem with Cena is Cena's been losing to a lot of people recently so it's not that much of a big deal so it needs to be Brock and so by having him beat Brock it makes the people who are fans of his or at least know about him go holy shit they're really going with this he was fucking badass wasn't he and to all the kids out there or new fans that don't know who, who the fuck's this old guy that looks like Uncle Ted right they're going well Uncle Ted's just beating the fucking guy who I have been watching for the last like two, three years who's been kicking everybody's ass and he's just legitimately just, just owned him. Oh, like, a, like a mythical figure that people have talked about but you yeah. really don't know I've never seen him before. Yeah,
4: never he, seen him before. What's, the, now, what's this big myth about Goldberg and when he uh, just fucking kills Brock Lesnar in two minutes? Yeah, and
0: and, and 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 so I just thought about it but it's like that's how you book uh, Goldberg and that's how you like re-engage him with the audience. You haven't beat the biggest fucking guy. I thought it was great for Goldberg it was absolutely great for Goldberg, but I wasn't completely sold on that it was great for Brock uh, because that, that came afterwards. I was actually the reverse of probably some people that thought it was awful and then realised it was good. And I'm not saying that I'm leaning towards the awful side. I'm just, I'm just kind of conflicted. I like the fact that they've made Goldberg. They got another, potentially, hopefully, another big draw. But it was just like in the back of my mind with Brock Lesnar, it was just like, I, as I said to you off, off, uh, off Mike, I was just like, I'd really like to have been in the room when they told Brock... That's what was happening, or, or or did the general negotiations, however, went down. Well It was
1: probably his idea. Yeah, <laughs> what, it was his idea. <laughs> oh, idea. idea. Lesnar was completely on board. with
0: he's it He's completely on board with it.
1: Absolutely. He's he's a smart businessman. Okay, he sees man. he sees the money in it. This was Absolutely sees
2: Absolutely. the, the genius of Brot Lesnar is in. The subtle little things. And I've kept quiet about the rest of the show because the rest of the show was fucking irrelevant. But this was fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliantly booking. It's creating a star. It's creating a, a, a WrestleMania match and Brock Lesnar from a simple shove, the emotion of, oh fuck, hang on a minute, I wasn't prepared for that. Ah, uh, fuck it. I'm Brock Lesnar. I'll get up. I'll turn my back to this fucking idiot, this old man, this Bruce Willis lookalike. I don't have to worry about anything. Taken out again. The story in a minute and a half or whatever it was through Lesnar's all Lesnar's uh, projection of, of, of his character and his mindset was absolutely beautiful and Jesus Christ it's done no harm for, to him whatsoever whatsoever but, it's given it's created a match people want to see now
1: just because there is a coherence to the argument that it or the theory that it hurts Lesnar doesn't mean that those people are right <laughs> in my opinion they're not if they say it's buried Lesnar, they don't get it. It hasn't buried Lesnar; it's created another star. Now if you can lament or complain about the fact of it's created another part-timer as a star. That's that. I think that's, that's a whole. Argument. That that, but that's argument. An argument, But I think that's that's a whole separate issue. This was a fantastic piece of business, a complete shock to me, and and a pleasant one. My, my biggest concern going in with this match, I think, was probably the same as a lot of people's of. They're going to go too long. This thing's potentially going to fall apart because he's, he's not going to be suplexing Goldberg here, there, and everywhere. How, how that you know? How the hell do you book your way out of this without the crowd just completely shitting on something that's terrible to watch? Well, thankfully, they yeah, avoided, avoided that quite concisely. <laughs> um, and, and to, to Kieran's point, think of the you can tell the story now of Brock Lesnar and his arrogant advocate who've lorded over this company. For the better part of what three, four years now,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you've now got you've now got a complete new story to tell. Th- this is the beast. He's basically fallen on his sword because of his own arrogance, and is now two and zero oh against Goldberg. You know, is he really the conqueror? Can he get that win back against Goldberg? The story, the story tells itself. <laughs> it's fallen into your, into the laps. It's easy to connect the dots, and you've got the mania match. Already there,
4: I absolutely I loved it, and the reason I loved it and it's been mentioned obviously it's it's, it's a whole new story. There's been a lot of people we, we've heard them on on uh, various episodes of this podcast. We've written and talked about you know Lesnar and the suplexes and stuff like that. And the reason that he falls back on stuff like that is because there's no story to tell with the guys that he's stuck with. And for better or worse, there is no one on this roster that they've built up in the last twelve, sixteen months that anybody can see on par with him and I will give him a shout right here Goldberg has been fucking excellent <laughs> yeah, he has yeah, been yeah. so head and shoulders above everybody else on this roster this guy that was considered Since not a guy is a good promo. exactly a guy that was never considered a special talker at all I bet he's been trying to get into Hollywood
2: hasn't he he's probably oh, been yeah, taking probably. acting classes and, yeah.
4: Yeah. and he's just moonwalked his way in and he's just pissed on everybody on this roster and he looks like this guy is the new top babyface in in WWE bottom line yeah. bigger than bigger than he comes off bigger than Cena because of how fucking well and how everybody loves him. Yeah. It's universal. I, that
2: should be a Mania match by the way. What's that? Goldberg yeah. beating Reigns. Goldberg beating Reigns. Reigns? Yes. With Reigns as a heel. Okay. Because what if you do okay, you do Lesnar you do Lesnar Goldberg at Mania, you're killing Goldberg off? Yeah. Okay, if, he, if, he, if he's done if he's gone same, same thing as when the, the United States match when I, what, what's, who's going over how long as he signed for that's the important thing yeah. if he signed for after it's Mania, always about what's next if he signed for after Mania then you don't want to but then is that going to fuck on there obviously the storyline you've, you've, well, well, you've got to to Lesnar as well but you got to hold it off hold it off next I, the I year I think
1: that the, the story goes that basically hasn't Goldberg told the company that for the right figure yeah He'll do what, maybe maybe even yeah. more infrequent than Brock, but yeah. for the apparently for the right figure, he'll make appearances. Then,
2: then you don't do it this; year, you do it, you save it for a really, like,
4: yeah. But the, the, the thing again, and then this is granted. This is that that attitude of failure, but yeah. it's just that that thing of WWE. Like, if they had it longer, would they make it more or would they make it less? And that's what I'd be afraid of because the the iron yeah. is hot for this WrestleMania. I feel. Yeah.
3: Well, they have an advantage here, of course, because as, as is general knowledge. The more you keep someone off the air of WWE, the better off they are. Yeah. And it's going to be harder for them to fuck it up when it isn't on the show every week.
2: Did you say strike right, the, the iron's hot this year? So put the title on in this year. Well, this put one is, of the two titles on him this, this year. This, this is, we'll come to this in
3: the beyond section. Right at the shove, and he went down and Les did the thing, and it was the, the oh shit right before he starts laughing. In my head I went, oh fuck, you know what they could do? ah oh, they never will and they did and they did it really well and I would never have expected them to actually pull that trigger and I was very impressed I went in with a realist's point of view what I consider a realist point of view which is that Goldberg is what, 50? I mean you can count the amount of Goldberg matches that went over 5 minutes that were any good on half a hand if that he's not known for having good long matches and he's probably not improved in that sense his promos have improved well that's it but his promos have improved only really because they're letting him talk from the heart and so in my estimate walking into the match is it's a WWE main event they have to go at least 20 minutes usually and so on and so forth probably longer he's 50 Brock is limited in the sense of he's got a selection of offense 99% of which cannot be done to Goldberg because I mean bear in mind Goldberg's coming back for his son Goldberg wants no risk of injury to himself at this point in his life Mm -hmm. Uh, so as far as I can see there was no win here the only downside I see to this in the long term you have blown away all expectations for this one you're not going to have Brock squash Goldberg in a two minute match I don't see that ever happening so the eventual match has to be a back and forth match I think that's going to need a lot of smoke and mirrors Smoke and
4: Moose is is exactly what they're going to give it
3: at least you've got this option on the table now Mm -hmm. whereas if
1: they whereas if they'd done the 10-15 minute back and forth match now You've got nowhere
3: to There's
4: There's go. there. A, the story's finished if it's a long match, and then Goldberg wins. We
3: stand in a happy place
4: now.
0: I completely agree with you when you were saying about like how good how good Goldberg's been because uh, um, he but was he, no- But he was never
1: hideous.
0: <laughs> no, he was never hideous, but he was never anything completely special. How but much back I remember he
3: beats a lot of shit. Today. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, but like watching him now, as I said, he definitely has improved. And I think the moment that really kind of got to me, uh, up until now I was thinking, "Nah, this is getting pretty good." It was when they actually finally meet and they're just going back and forth. That I thought was brilliant, and it was just just the moment where like obviously Heyman's just doing his usual garble, and just just Goldberg just quite frankly just turns to me and says, "If you mention, I think it's like if you mention my child again, I'll rip your hand off and feed it to Head him." Head off, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, that was <laughs> fucking brilliant. I thought that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear this because everyone else in that similar situation to Goldberg, where they were going up against Paul Heyman, would try to just outwit him, outwit him, try and outwit him. Goldberg, he didn't want to outwit him. He just says, "No, if you fucking mention that again." I'll fucking rip you apart <laughs> and that was just great and like Brock's reaction to it Brock was great in that uh, segment as well the way he interacted with Goldberg and that's when I kind of went like oh okay this has really got something okay you guys can see what the third match is and where they're going with it and like it I'm, I'm sorry but I don't share the same opinion as you on that like why do I want to see a third I understand what their, what their desire would be is that Brock's going to like tear the place apart until he gets Goldberg but just for me personally watching it I said he beat him once when he was young And then he just just bashed him hell again he just fucking beat him so just for me personally which is why there was that second part of it of just like well it's just because for me i i'm not interested in the third match i think you're going to be the exception to the rule to march probably
4: you may be yeah
2: yeah but i i get the point though and this is what i implied to you when i said i think we probably will get it i think that's their plan at the minute to do it at the mania yeah i wouldn't because i think you need to stretch out goldberg i don't Mm. think you you beat him um if that's to say, maybe they're not going to beat him because at the hook it was a fluke, and then you beat him when it's not a fluke. Yeah, Yes. Yeah, so my point being, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think it's going to be. It's going to, if it's going to be Goldberg, Brock, it may need the, he'll scream in the Rumble. Um, but I was, or
4: Brock, or Goldberg wins the Rumble, Brock well, then was, wins the belt to make sure oh, that he's yeah, yeah, that, that that diving. That's, that's what I was Isn't
2: agreeing with. G, why the fuck does Goldberg want to fight Lesnar again, apart from the money? But you can't, yeah. can't say that unless yeah. you can't yeah. remember Gregor. Yeah, what's the hook for Goldberg well, to go
4: again. again that's why I think he isn't that's, yeah.
3: that's why he said he's he he playing yeah, he Goldberg's yeah. kid's puppy yeah. and that's how <laughs> 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 and that's,
1: the, the hook is either that Brock beats Le- up his son is that, is that Lesnar is, yeah. Brock's gotta beat I mean. up his son he's gotta yeah, break right his on. kid's arm Dur- during this shoot now 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 <laughs> now nah, you just said something that makes me want to see that match now I want to see that match the hook is that either Lesnar wins the title or Lesnar Throws Goldberg out in the Rumble. So it, it denies mm. Goldberg that one thing that he's now sticking around for, which is that one more title
3: run. Mm. With my mm. granted poor memory, isn't that what they did back in yeah, the first Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I don't think exactly. that really exactly. was. And, they and sh- then and, Gold, and, Goldberg
4: repaid him by by, uh, by trying to cost him against
2: Eddie. So you think they're going to load it up and go for the title? I mean, uh, but the, they, might but they, they didn't think Goldberg goes over again, which is great.
1: This
3: is a th- match that sells on its own. Another match might need the title. Th- this if is, you're keeping ground around, he's gonna go over. Yeah. This is this is
0: why I have like I, I don't know, I don't I don't see it being really a great long term plan. If he if he does they do this angle, then he wrestles uh, uh Brock at Mania, Brock gets the win finally back. Finally he beats him, yeah is beats him, him And way. then it's kinda of like, well, you know, what do we yeah, do there? Yeah, you know, yeah. okay you've got a great payday there. You got great like kind of bonus there, but it's like, but well, where, the where do you go from there? Well, Again, like, I, was I was think to string that out a little longer, like the, the fact that Goldberg's like, yeah, Goldberg's I would now. agree, but do not.
4: ever I think one of the most valuable pieces of, of information about Vincent Mann ever was what we got, you know, through the collection of Ryan Ward, the SmackDown head writer, talking about Vincent Mann's philosophy, always being just thinking about what's the big match at the Big okay, show? show what does it look like on the marquee it's never it's yeah. ne- with Vince it's never anything past WrestleMania it's the reason why yeah. Floyd Mayweather beats Big Show it's the reason the celebrity beats the wrestler it's yeah. the reason why if Conor McGregor came you think fucking someone's going over him no fucking chance
1: yeah. you only have to look at the company's track record and, and the problem you've got geez, is you're, is your, th- you're assuming the company is thinking long term and they just aren't and and it's, just, and it's probably it's they probably, didn't even have the fucking yeah. plan to have Goldberg to WrestleMania until the week of the show. Yeah. So that's a thing you need to know. And, and bear in mind, the only reason this has come about in the first instance is because Two K Sport won it for the video game. Yeah, so let's oh, so-, so let's not let's not get too carried away with with credit for the company here.
4: All right. So overall, though there are some issues that are going to be uh, hashed out here as uh, as as the road to WrestleMania goes on. Overall, seemingly positive about this and to me it was enough it was enough of a shock to the system it was, it was intriguing enough that I came away from this show feeling quite positive even though when we can't talk about the nuts and bolts of this show a lot of us seem a lot more negative than I expected this to be I did not think
1: this would be a negative show for all for all my negativity regarding the, the, the vast bulk of this show the ending of it at least left me pleasantly surprised and at least you know, I've got some genuine curiosity about where they're going to go from here with, with Goldberg and with Lesnar. Even if I don't care about anything else, I at least have that.
2: Yeah, I just... I said it ad I just felt a lot of the show was irrelevant and, false like I say, false drama for short, just one night only and, uh, OK, next night. The interbranding stuff doesn't, doesn't count for anything. Um, but then the main event was beautiful. Baby. But there was something there, and
0: I'm no—I'm no, I'm no strayway I'm reading into way too much for WWE booking. But even in the promo video they showed before it, it shows Stephanie McMahon having to go at all of them, saying like, "You guys better fucking win, because if you don't, mm. it's all your jobs at stake. At, at stake. <sighs> and it was just like oh okay like they they obviously wasn't just like a mishap of words they put it in the promo right before the match it's like nah they all kept their jobs that's fine even though they lost they all kept their jobs it's like so they didn't even have that little like throwaway thing I know I'm reading into too much of it but it's
1: like they didn't even have that for the brand there there was just like nothing at all I think that section from the video just sort of speaks to Kieran's point of it it's an effort to to create this sort of sense of false drama that is really inauthentic
3: as Liam said moving on from it and looking beyond what we've got now, you know, you look at the women's match and, okay, they've set something up. Is it a match I'm desperate to see? Not really, but it's one of the better ones they could put together. Okay, that's interesting. What else have we got? The tag thing, I don't see any particular interest in the tag division. I, As we've said, I'm nervous about them bringing up NXT guys into this atmosphere. Not that some of these tag teams aren't really good. They are. But you've split the good ones across two brands, and so once again it's just diluted and I'm terrified of the NXT groups being brought up to either of them then you've got the Cruiserweight division which they've already fucked up and you've got to be a little hopeful about this 205 live thing but because of when they're filming it I'm not buying into it they're going to have to give me a few good weeks worth for me to really believe that's going to work the main event match had threads but what did it lead us towards? it led us towards Styles and Ambrose again how many times now?
0: Uh, this will be the third time on paper. I not that. They wrestle with a backlash and no mercy.
3: And so you've got there was a lot of talent in that match. Don't ever forget that, that quite a few members of that match can put on a great fucking match. Even as Liam says, Roman Reigns, who you don't immediately think of, but he can put on a great match. But I'm not coming out of that thinking, oh, at least I've got these great matches coming. So once again, out of the whole thing, I guess the only thing I know safely is, yeah, I'm probably going to get a women's title match that will probably be quite good. The rest of it, I'm nervous as fuck. <laughs> the 205 Live is basically just going to be Cruiserweight Heat.
0: That's all yeah, it's going to be. Because yeah. it's going to be, it's not gonna be is it going to be filmed that. in no, a mate, separate location? Velocity. No, mate, it's Velocity, we got so, this. going to be filmed at SmackDown. Yeah, who gives mm-hmm. a shit? Then it's just going to oh be fucking hate. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not a, a separate a show. Yeah. It's going to be filmed right after SmackDown. After, after, after. after. yeah. So, you, also, so you're going to have no. you're going to have your two hour SmackDown. No. Then they're recording 205 Live, and then it's Talking Smack.
4: Getting some uh, thoughts of uh, you, the loyal listeners here, get to get your thoughts around the second table. S. Doyle Granger uh, says a successful weekend of shows for the Fed overall. Goldberg's triumphant return works not only on a booking level as copying from his WCW run makes him look fantastic, but also works on an emotional level as so his family got to see him stand extremely tall. And the men's uh, Survivor Series match was 52 minutes of good fun. Uh, I truly never felt bored. Uh, And as far as TakeOver goes, Mickie James looked great, DIY Revival had the match of the weekend, and I'm certain that Naka losing means he'll regain the title in Osaka, and I'm genuinely excited for the next few months. Uh, Niall Clark uh, also says, Quick thoughts, I love Alexa Bliss. Uh, She got a good reaction. The crowd gives up in my estimation. Uh, Put the title on her at TLC, please. Uh, Jericho is in his mid-40s and still gets the best reaction from the crowd, while legend. Uh, Dean Ambrose is losing steam as a babyface they need to turn him heel. Uh why got a big pay-per-view win. What? Cesaro went over. Am I sure I'm just watching WWE? Can't they just call Samoa Joe up already? And overall, I thought it was a decent pay per view. The main event will divide opinion, but it was clever. People are talking about it, and I want to see what happens next. Uh, Craig Atkinson says the DIY revival tag match was the best match of the weekend. Asuka is awesome Uh, needs to be on the main roster. Nakamura, Rude, and Joe are all more over than half the roster. Could say I'm digging these takeover events uh, far more than the main roster these days. Uh, That said, my kids went potty over Goldberg's win, so I can't say anything against that. Uh, Daniel Watkins says I never ever expected the main event to happened the way it did, but it was superb. Uh, it's exactly what I want from Goldberg, and it makes Lesnar more interesting than he's been in two years. The men's Survivor Series match was fun of, uh, full of fun twists and turns. Need to stop teasing me with Shield reunions, though. Make it happen. Uh, DIY vs. Revival, I thought was a sure thing for Match of the Weekend. Stunning match, but it's tied with Goldberg, Lesnar, which is incredible for a whole different reason, and Bobby Roode is glorious. Uh, Andy Howard says, I watched both shows and genuinely enjoyed them. Oscar vs. Mickey does show that there's a weakness in the NXT Women's Division, though, by bringing in a former champ for a one-off can see DIY losing to the authors of pain at the next NXT TakeOver. Joe versus Nakamura was heart-hitting and was awesome. Survivors had a great reaction for all the matches. The women's match was great. i uh, got to disagree with you there. Uh, nobody looked weak and has started who jumped Nikki from behind, which will help in their storyline with Carmella. Uh, Miz gained here against Sammy. Tag team Survivors match looked good also. Uh, enjoyed the men's Survivor Series as well with the teams of the Shield reunion. Built heat for the Ambrose versus Stars TLC match with them costing each other elimination. Stuart Sivita on the Facebook page says NXT Takeover was the better out of the two. Main Survivors match was really good. Braun still looks like a monster without taking a pin. Wyatts looked great and was just a lot of fun overall. And uh, Neil Robinson also says The Goldberg Lesnar match was sensational. I absolutely adored 97 98 Goldberg squash matches, and that's all I think a great number of people want to see Goldberg destroying people. I'm astounded at the number of fans who don't get what they did at Survivor Series. The whole story of the build to the match was that Lesnar wasn't taking Goldberg seriously. It backfired on him, and now you have to see Goldberg till WrestleMania looking like an unstoppable monster, and Lesnar who's been hum- Humiliated, now super pissed off can go on a path of rage throughout the company until he gets another shot at Goldberg uh, Shane Doyle also says uh, Revival DIY is now my match of the year which is an incredible feat considering 2016 has seen every promotion I follow put on amazing scorches uh, also I'm going to say the NXT TakeOver is probably my show of the year every match had something that engaged me and exceeded all my expectations and Jeffrey D.R. Walsh says I was a Goldberg naysayer back in the day but I have to say that Goldberg Lesnar was fantastic the proper Goldberg entrance with the security the full entrance a stare down for the ages then Lesnar's stunned faced by the push right on his ass, and he knows he might not be in for an easy night that he was expecting then a critical mistake as he turns his back to Goldberg who's in with that spear from out of nowhere and Lesnar sells it brilliantly grabbing the ribs a little wobbly Goldberg's knocked the wind out of him literally and figuratively Lesnar's hurt not just his body from being speared out of his boots but his pride from taking him so lightly he doesn't even get a chance to compose himself properly when he gets another one for good measure Heyman's pleading for Goldberg at ringside try- uh, was fantastic he's always down on his knees praying for Lesnar to get back in as Goldberg calls for the jackhammer and the arena erupts again. It might only be a couple of seconds, but it feels like an eternity of anticipation for this finish. This is what Goldberg was about in WCW. So that pretty much uh, wraps up the uh, the scope of opinions here, fellas. Uh, any final thoughts, closing thoughts of the weekend? What are we going to expect? Looking forward to WrestleMania. We've only got a couple of minutes left here before we have to go. Any, any, any outstanding things on what you expect to see in the build-up for WrestleMania?
2: Um, an awesome Heyman promo explaining exactly what that previous chap just explained yes <laughs>
4: Heyman will be fantastic this, this is a great spot for him to do some great promos uh, in terms of title matches um, we were kind of tinkering the idea of, of what's Taker going to do this year
1: yeah he's I think he's going to beat Styles for the belt at Mania not at Mania I think he'll beat Styles for the belt before Mania he goes in as champ and that's where Cena wins number 16
4: <laughs> sounds like uh, that sounds like last week god damn it
1: I think you're right <laughs>
2: And you think, you. you think they're going to put that on the same show and then have Lesnar beat Goldberg? <laughs> You're fucking insane. Goldberg's definitely winning at WrestleMania. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's your that's, vastly that's, profit
1: prediction? Well, on, but that's, that's the other brand. Goldberg's yeah, that, winning. Titles, don't forget about the brand.
2: Goldberg, uh, Goldberg's winning. You, Goldberg's winning at
3: WrestleMania. There's no fucking two ways about it. But I'm not, yeah.
2: I disagree. Disagreed. Lesnar's winning. I'm not saying, I don't th- I wouldn't be surprised if they don't do that match. They'll realise Goldberg has to win at WrestleMania. Yeah whoever if is he
0: fighting or the he does. will cry if he the does I'm going to
4: bring a bucket to hold your salty tears <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg beats him again an audience of one they've got a lot of parts got a lot of moving parts here the ones that we have to we have to watch on TV every single week the Roman Reigns of the world the Seth Rollins who's probably going to get Triple H I suppose because Triple H's got a shoehorn his small balls in here somewhere uh, Ambrose has got very little the Wyatt family it's, it's, it's a bit of a mishmash so we're going to see how things shape up
1: I think we may well end up with the with the shield being reunified by the time he gets to Mania. You know?
4: Harper, Owen, uh, Orton, and Wyatt against I, them.
1: I would really hope that by that point they haven't dragged out Orton's association with the Wyatts. The I, I already I really don't care no, about I, it. I, I, I think have
3: something for Orton to do that he hasn't done. So yeah, go for it. to go away. Yeah. You're not getting that. Orton to go away. So I'm kind of on both. So I think we'll get Seth the Triple H. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That sounds. Like, you know, Triple H is not losing his match. This is the reason he's still doing the pedigree? They didn't do. They didn't throw that spot in there for no reason.
3: Is Jericho face by them? <laughs> yes, thoroughly.
4: it'll go against yeah, Owens.
3: Yeah, I mean, that just makes sense. but they gonna? I feel like they might end up doing that earlier. I feel yeah, like it I might agree. at the Rumble or something.
1: I, I agree. I don't see that making it to Mania. I think mm-hmm. they. I think they do that before then. Yeah, yeah. I. I, 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 I think it's a title match at the Rumble. Yeah,
4: I got the same feeling. All righty, so on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody around the Oaken Table and everybody on Facebook for uh, contributing your thoughts. Uh, very fun uh, weekend of shows. A bit more negativity roundtable table than I personally feel. Again, I came out of this uh, quite happy with the, with the pair of shows we saw. A lot to talk about coming out of it with the main event and some fun matches as well. So, uh, And we will be back next week. For the uh, latest instalment of the Monday Night War Timeline, we're going to be covering December of 1998, we did November of 98 last week, so of course you can go back to SquaredCircleGazette.com and check out that and the other episodes of our Monday Night War Timeline, uh, it's going to be a very fun show, and again, remember folks, in two weeks we're going to be doing The Death of TNA, so we're going to be looking forward to that, so, four, Carl Jones.
1: Don't worry about a thing.
4: Four, G. John Chase. Well, hold on a sec, that's even bigger than Goldberg winning, I didn't know we were doing The Death of TNA, but they finally died! Four, Luke Edwards. Yeah, yeah, huge. Book me for that show, Liam. Book me for that show. Four, Kieran O'Rourke.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Just music, innit? <isn't> <laughs> <laughs> I'm Liam Overlock and we are out of here. Talk to you next week.